0: You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host Kitsy, and with me once again is the unsinkable Caleb Coy. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's what they said about the Titanic, and you know what happened. I know.
0: Then. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, that was a bold move taking a drink right as I was about to yeah. say the thing. You know, yeah.
1: I, I thought about that, but I was already committed, so I just I just went with it. <laughs> I mean, I've already spilled roughly half of it all over my desk and floor and whatnot, so if I spill the rest, then just then you're just finishing what you started. Yeah, exactly. Don't, <laughs> don't call me a quitter. <laughs> I never would.
0: <laughs> so, Caleb, you picked an old favorite.
1: I did. I did. So uh, what we just heard coming in on the beginning of this episode uh, was the track A Lull in Traffic from the uh, EP of the same name uh, by the Gloria record. Uh, and you might think, why did you pick this EP from... Uh, from the year 2000 to talk about now, uh, and I would respond to you. It's because they just celebrated the 20th anniversary of this record by re-releasing it, and uh, so it's been on my mind again lately. This is uh, it's very much an old favorite. In fact, uh, 2000s, early 2000s, Caleb would have been found jamming to this quite a bit. Uh, an old friend uh, turned me on to it, and back when uh, buying records like as gifts was a thing. I don't know if that was ever a thing for anyone else. I I wasn't very creative, so that's what I did. Uh, This record got purchased for several people uh, as a, like, this is what I'm about. (laughs) In hindsight, it was kind of a self-serving gift, but you know what? I never claimed to not be a selfish 20-something.
0: I mean, is there such a thing as a not selfish
1: 20-something, really? There probably is, like, one out there somewhere, but it was not me. Yeah, it wasn't me either. (laughs) Now, the Gloria record... Uh, released this uh, this EP originally back uh, if I'm not mistaken with Crank Records, uh, and as I was doing some digging prepping for this, uh, that website is actually still up. Crankthis.com/gloriarecord.html. It's still
0: HTML. I it love
1: it. Still exists. I will link it in the show notes. Uh, Crank was uh, one of those record companies that somebody turned me on to back in my. Uh, early emo days, uh, going to college in, in 99, 2000, <clears throat> that uh, once I discovered that the internet existed and that you could sometimes listen to little snippets of music on the internet, I spent a lot of time on CrankThis.com because uh, they had beautiful stuff like this and uh, early, early one-line drawing before I realized that I didn't really like, care for Jonah all that much and uh, you know stuff like that.
0: <laughs> so... This one was confusing for me, because the band is named The the Gloria Record, and the record is named A Lull in Traffic, <laughs> and somehow in my brain, those got switched around, because why wouldn't the record be called The Gloria Record?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, so a little headcanon here, I'm not sure if this is accurate at all or not, um, but... Uh, the Gloria record spun off of an old, like, mid to late 90s emo band called Mineral out of Austin, Texas. And uh, Mineral's... No way. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I we'll, did not even pick up on that listening to them. We will get deeper into that momentarily. Uh, but Mineral, their first full length was called The Power of Failing. And uh, if you've ever listened to that record, uh, good on you. It's, it's a fucking masterpiece, but it sounds like garbage. It's one of those where, like... I love almost every track, but it's really hard to listen to. Uh, but there is a song on there called Gloria that I absolutely fucking love. And in my head, I like to think that this is a holdover from people being like, oh, yeah, the the record the, 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 the Gloria record, because <laughs> they couldn't remember the power of failing. <laughs> so that's, that's my headcanon. Mentioned that this was a a re-release celebrating the 20th anniversary. Uh, Crank is no longer around, and I don't think that the Glare Record would try to re-release on that uh, label anymore. If they, if it was, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, it was re-released by a company called Big Scary Monsters, and so you can actually uh, order it on vinyl now in a special uh, bright yellow, fitting the uh, uh, the the cover art, which we'll link that if you're all interested, I definitely recommend it. Um, But there's a a little blurb that I I really appreciated, so I I copied and pasted into my notes. This is directly from the the Big Scary Monsters page. Uh, So the Glory record. Take a seat. Here's a quick history lesson for the uninitiated. Following the demise of the emo band Mineral in 1997, singer-guitarist Chris Simpson and bassist Jeremy Gomez reunited to form the Glory record. Taking an acoustic and more organic approach than their previous work, the Gloria record were unarguably the logical progression from Mineral's emo th- throws. I love that, unarguably. Uh, quieter, delicate, and fervently impassioned. Heralded as a, quote, band with big visions and bombastic sounds, the quintet fostered their admiration for artists of similar, their sizes, visions, Radiohead, R.E.M., U2, to produce a sound that was reminiscent of their British contemporaries and American indies. Uh, so it goes on to talk about you know, the records that they released. They had a, a self-titled EP, they had The Low in Traffic, they did a, a full-length, and then they disbanded. And um, what I didn't realize until fairly recently, someone has probably told me this, uh, but sometime after the Gloria record disbanded in the mid-2000s, Chris Simpson just decided to keep going and started a band called Zookeeper, which... Uh, it's it's a great name, uh, yes. but it's more along like the folky kind of quirky uh, vibe. Um, I, I guess would say kind of a, an, another natural progression on from this, the like the big orchestral emo sounds to just kind of like grown up acousticy folk stuff. Um, which he recently, it's still still going with that band, but renamed to Mountain Time. And actually just, uh, my brother just shared a a link to me uh, the other night, Uh, Mountain Time just released a new record and it's really fucking good. Uh, So there's our breadcrumbs. There's lots of stuff for us to cover down the road if we want to. Uh, I love every one of these bands, so we probably will talk about them at some point. But that's a a brief history of the Gloria record. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I... I, I had a hard time with this one. Really? Yeah. I could not get into this one. I tried. Oh, no. I tried a few different like times a day, different moods, different, you know, and I just, this one just, I did not like it.
1: And it, I can't really put my finger on why. It's entirely possible that for me, uh, it's all, uh, you know, nostalgic-based um, I mean, I've I've loved this record for almost 20 years now, so obviously I'm still in love with it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't I don't say that I I'm terribly surprised that someone would have trouble getting to it now. Uh, one of the things that just like I've I've always really loved the lyric writing on this record, uh, and there were certain things that really stood out to me in my early 20s listening to this. Uh, and the chorus of a Lull in Traffic is one of those things. I used to drive a lot, uh, which anyone who knows me now knows that I, I don't own a car and barely drive ever at all, uh, and don't actually enjoy it. it. used to be completely the opposite. But the lines, you don't want to find yourself alone at 35, spending half what you make on your car and hating that drive, uh, always resonated to me so much. That was the exact uh, kind of, mission statement that I had at that point in my life. Like, I don't like, this is not who I want to be in 10 years or however long that it was at the time. So,
0: Wow. Uh, that definitely resonates pretty hard.
1: Yes. And I feel like anyone who still finds himself uh, in a commute, uh, although maybe not right now, uh, hopefully if you're, if you're lucky, you're able to work from home, but if you still find yourself in a commute, uh, the the final lines you'll find you spend a good deal of your time sitting at red lights probably resonate pretty hard uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like it, it's definitely uh, it, it gives a lot of time to think when you spend a lot of time driving and uh, I, I could relate to that very hard uh, in my younger days so the reissue of this record actually kind of came about from, uh chris simpson had been doing a series of like solo acoustic uh at home pr- uh, kind of productions uh for spartan records i believe uh mostly under the uh the mountain time uh, name but had also started going back and doing some mineral stuff and uh, he then like got some requests to do some Gloria Record stuff, and he started actually with the the last track uh, that we'll talk about later. Um, but what really caught my attention was the rendition, the arrangement that he did of "A Lull in Traffic," which is so much different with just one acoustic guitar uh, and one vocal, and like it's so so stripped down from how big and lush the recordings are on "A Lull in Traffic," the uh, the EP. Um, and he also decided to sit and record it during like a massive like Texas thunderstorm and like in springtime, so like it's the perfect backdrop to this really moody song. And so uh, I really fucking enjoyed that. And while I would recommend exploring all of the uh, the tracks that he's done recently, that's definitely one that I, I would include in the, the notes for you to to watch at some point. That sounds lovely. It was lovely, but. Um, we're gonna take this one in order because there's only uh, there's only really four tracks on here that I want to talk about, uh, and the uh, track two going into that is uh, it's called the Arctic Cat. <laughs> This song's always confused me a little bit because I've never understood for sure if it's a metaphor for perhaps birth and innocence and growing up. Is it about an actual cat? Is it about the cat in the hat? Does it involve a snowmobile incident? An Arctic cat. I've never fucking understood. I don't know. Uh, What I do know is that this band was damn near flawless because I found an old live video of them performing this song, and other than the this poor audio quality from the person's camera, they fucking nail it and it's amazing. So, this is the song I
0: took the most notes on. You look worried. No, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the song I took the most notes on because I think this is where I was close, as close to pinning down what was bugging me about the whole, just the sound of this band and this record. It's interesting you mentioned having some like musical similarities to uh, some British bands because the thing I wrote down here was that in this one, the vocals really remind me of uh, Tom York from Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like circa OK Computer era, yep. which, which by the way, I love that record. But I just, the, the, the vocals on this, especially in this song, but definitely throughout the whole record, like he holds out these notes for so long and then... That's not so much the problem, but the the problem is that he holds them out so long that he the next note usually falls behind the beat a little bit. And so it's got this really, for me, off-putting like push and pull to it that I don't like. And yes. I think that's I think that's what I what I dislike about it. And that, you know, now knowing that this is the singer from Mineral surprises me because while it's been a long time since I've listened to Mineral, I did enjoy Mineral. Yeah. So I don't know if he just did that kind of stuff less in Mineral or if I just didn't listen with as critical of an ear back then. I don't know, but I just, it, 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 it grated on me a little bit. So,
1: uh, I actually, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that you kind of nailed that down because I, I can see that being exactly the part that would be uh, off-putting to people listening to the Glory record for the first time. Uh, and that's, uh, like I didn't actually write it down in my notes, but that's a mental note that I took is that, he has a habit of really stretching out a line and getting lots of musical traction out of one sentence. Uh, and that's a, that's a theme throughout uh, a lot of the, this band stuff in particular. Less so on the, uh, on the full length that came after this on Start Here, uh, but very, very much on the other EP and on this one. Uh, in fact there's one where I feel like he's doing it like he's acknowledging it in the lyrics. Uh, and, uh, in the, the first EP, there's a track called grace, the snow is here. Uh, and it's about three minutes of like three sentences. <laughs> and he's like, he's saying like, it drove home to that achingly long song. Uh, the one that feeds so long, you'd never hear the end or something like that. I can't remember the exact lines, but like, I feel like he's acknowledging that he's doing that, but then just decided like he likes it and he's going to keep doing it. Um, there was some of that in Mineral. Uh, I'm thinking particularly of uh, some of the stuff in like serenading, but I don't think as much. And uh, as he's grown uh, as a as a human and musically, he's definitely done that a lot less. Uh, you don't really hear that so much in the Zookeeper or. Uh, Mountain Time stuff, or even uh, it was just last year that Mineral released like two brand new tracks. Like, they're not done, which is kind of awesome because they've been technically broken up since like '97. So, the fact that they decided to drop a couple new tracks and it's some of the best stuff that they've ever done is just really cool.
0: Oh, well, you know, every 23 years or so, you got to drop a new yeah.
1: couple of tracks. I mean, that's uh, according to the uh, the guy from Spotify, that's not often enough, but you know, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I do love that you specifically said uh, that they kind of reminded you of OK Computer era, uh, Radiohead, uh, because I found an article, article, it's an interview with Chris Simpson, uh, that lists uh, six songs that influenced this record specifically. It influenced the band in general, but this record in particular. One was Let Down by Radiohead from OK Computer.
2: Aha!
1: Uh, it was uh, End of a Century by Blur. Uh, Yo- okay. Uh, I think it's Yoga by Bjork. It's spelled with a J. Um, uh, porno by Clinic. Uh, pain Birds by Sparkle House. Uh, deeper into Movies by Yola Tango, which should be another uh, not surprising one. Uh, and was that it? Was, I think that was all of them. Yeah. So uh, definitely, kind of a, a wide variety of influence. But you can you can definitely hear it if you're familiar with any of those. Uh, I mean, the Radiohead, Bjork, and Yola Tango influencer. Definitely obvious to me. I'm less familiar with the other three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad to know that I wasn't off base with that, like Tom York Radiohead, no, okay, computer thing. Because every now and then I come up with a connection in my head that's like, this is so far in left field, and like, like to the point where I almost get imposter syndrome. Like, (laughs) I have no business talking about music. I don't know what I'm talking about. And then something like that happens, and I'm just like. Oh, okay. I guess I do kind of sort of at least a little bit. know what I'm talking about when it comes to music, uh, which we'll get into a lot more next week, by the way. Yay. Um, no oh boy next <laughs> week. I have so many notes, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm so glad to hear that like that, like the, the, the one thing I picked up on was an actual influence, uh, yes. for, for this record. Yeah, that's spot
1: on. Um, Another thing that I've, that I've always really loved about this track uh, is it feels like exactly, at least in part, it, you know, it feels like the kind of lullaby I would want to sing if I ever had a child of my own. Because uh, it starts out, Elizabeth, if you get old, may you never know the terror of these nights and all the uncertainties. Well, certainly you will be loved and lifted up and never left to uh, let to one of anything at all. And I always think that like that's a really sweet line, uh, which like that's with that being how it starts. Uh, that's why it gets a little confusing to me when I don't understand the the, the cat part.
0: <laughs> you know, maybe it's one of those things where the title has nothing to do with the song, and it's just. Some kind of inside joke. I don't know who would ever do something like that. but no. Uh. no.
1: Uh, well, it, the, the, last, the, the last section, I don't know if it's really a verse, uh, it says, Don't think you're safe. That cat will be back again someday to have his way with all of us. I'm afraid he does not make friends so easily, but you can sleep tonight and dream about the rest of your life. Which is what makes me think that there was some incident... Uh in the maybe in Chris's actual life, maybe when a child was really young or someone that he knew. I don't know. Like I'm I'm probably reading way too deep into this, but I've I've always wanted to understand this song.
0: I'm just going to assume it's about a snowmobile. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's a snowmobile accident. Yeah. I, uh... Well it doesn't have to be an
0: accident, just a, just a snowmobile.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> an angry snowmobile, possess an angry... a
0: possessed snowmobile. <laughs> I mean <laughs> If I was a snowmobile, I'd be angry.
1: You would be but an angry snowmobile,
0: but that's because I hate snow. <laughs> the very angry snowmobile. And how, 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 like much would it suck to hate snow and then be designed for nothing but traversing snow? Yeah, that's
1: I, I that's really, my hell. I really want to commission a little Golden Books-style Book style uh, book with you as an anthropomorphized uh, snowmobile. Called the really angry snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Kitsy hated snow.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can uh, get a short run of those made for uh, like exclusive Patreon merch or something. Yes. Uh-huh. Now I real deep inside jokes. Real <laughs>
1: deep inside the, the really angry snowmobile. That would be fucking great. I I might break my no uh, no graphic tease rule and wear that. <laughs> probably wouldn't but i would think the about gauntlet it. has
0: been thrown down <laughs> now it's my mission in life to make a t-shirt and send one to you so you have to wear it <laughs>
1: Uh, so I mentioned that this is a 20th anniversary re-release, and what uh, 20th anniversary re-release would be complete without uh, what I imagine is probably a somewhat embarrassing uh, practice-based recording uh, demo version, uh, specifically of this track, The Arctic Cat. Now, uh, Kitsy was uh, listening to the original version of this, which didn't have it, and I explained that that was not really a loss Uh, it sounds exactly like what it is a practice-based demo uh if you happen to purchase or stream this 20th anniversary release go ahead and listen to it it's kind of neat but it doesn't sound anywhere near uh as like high quality as the actual released version uh that is not opinion that is fact and uh I'm just sorry. That's how it is.
0: Uh, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsor this week. Uh, spoiler alert. Again, it's us, uh, like it always is. <laughs> we, we sponsor ourselves. Uh, someone please sponsor us. And uh, when we come back, we will be talking about the rest of Alolan Traffic by the Gloria Records. So stay tuned. The Storyteller Series is a podcast bringing back classic radio theater featuring engaging storytelling delivered to you monthly. From narrated tales to character-driven stories performed by multiple voice actors, all will bring you on an audible journey. Join us at storytellerseriespodcast.com or wherever
2: you get podcasts.
0: You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I am still Kitsy. Caleb is still unsinkable. (laughs) And we're still talking about a lull in traffic by the Gloria record.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, Uh, Side note, I just realized how apt my uh, unsinkable was for you, given that you spilled a bunch of liquid right before we started (laughs) recording. (laughs) Uh,
1: I wish it would have been more like undroppable or something. Unspillable. Unspillable. (laughs) (laughs) That's going on the list.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Caleb, do you want to tell us what we just heard coming back from the break?
1: Yeah, so like I said earlier, we're going right in order. So we're hitting track three now of in Traffic, and that song is called Tired and Uninspired, which I think is probably a sentiment that most people can relate to. Uh, I feel that almost every day of my life. Uh, It's true. Um, But... So, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the country today, uh, mostly because I made absolutely no effort to look at weather reports elsewhere. Uh, but here in St. Louis, we had a little bit of a false fall uh, where we had a break from the 90 degree and 100 degree temperatures and had it. So, it was like in the 60s and overcast and rainy. And it was kind of the, the absolute perfect time for me. To be re-listening, uh, revisiting this record, and also starting to do some uh, some research for next week's uh, episode, which you'll see has a, a very fitting connection to this.
0: Um, Ooh, now I'm intrigued.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to to find out what it is. Uh, yeah, I already know. Yeah, uh, you do, but I don't, so I can't <laughs> wait to find out what it is. Uh, but I I found myself sitting and listening to this song. Uh, Quite a bit, uh, and I remember really, really loving this song. And I say that in the past tense as though I don't. Still, I do. Uh, what I found really interesting is I was reading that that interview with Chris Simpson. Uh, it's it's mostly about the tracks that inspired this record, but they do ask him a little bit about uh, the tracks on *A Lull in Traffic*. And, you know, they ask, you know, do, do the songs hold up? What do you think about them now after 20 years? And he's like, ah, for the most part, I like them. I feel like tired and uninspired doesn't really hold up to me. And it's kind of like, you know, young and depressive sort of thing. I was like, fuck, this song still speaks to me really hard. What does that say about me? <laughs> I mean, it opens up with the lines, I shouldn't be hard to find. I'll be the one with my big mouth moving and my big words saying nothing. I'm like, oh, man. I do talk a lot. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The later verse, um, you know, it gets really, like, introspective. Uh, and, like, I'm keeping inside, living in my mind, and hoping that the telephone don't ring with, it's all right, pain is universal, baby. And, like, that kind of false comfort that's, like, toxic positivity. Uh, and where he says, I'm staying in here and saving up my energy. I know my day is coming. Uh, and I always really, like... I related to this song when I was retreating into myself in my early 20s in my apartment somewhere and just like listening to this record on repeat and thinking, oh, what a sad boy I am. (laughs) And sometimes I still get sad, and I still listen to this. (laughs) Well, it's good to have those records that you can put on when you're sad. Yes, yes, it is. Um, One thing that I had wanted to talk about... Previously and totally forgot in the first half of this was how much I love Jeremy Gomez's bass playing, uh, across the board, always and forever. But I feel like it really shines here on a, on a couple tracks on this record, and the Arctic Cat is is one of them. Uh, there's so much like movement and drive into that and. These songs get really like huge and atmospheric and these big synths and these soaring leads and Chris Simpson spending an hour and a half singing one word. Uh, and so like there has to be some like movement to the songs and the rhythm section of this band really like does that. They, they have this solid foundation and they're both so fucking talented uh, that you couldn't have the rest of what the Gloria record is without that solid foundation underneath it. So uh, I just, I really appreciate that. The bass playing is very
0: good on this. Um, And actually getting back to Tired and Uninspired, uh, this is the only song that I have a note where I said that I liked something about it. Ooh, yeah. What was it? Uh, Well, I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) I hope you do. I, I'm about to. <laughs> Go you, on. Here it comes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I like the descending guitar line in the chorus question mark. I'm not sure what part of the song it is, but it's got this
1: like, pretty descending guitar line that I like. Is it the, uh, when I find it, I'll rewind it, play it back a hundred times. When I hear it, I will not fear it. That part.
0: Uh, I'll be perfectly honest, at this point in the record, I had completely tuned out the vocals and was just listening to the <laughs> instruments as much as I could, so I'm really not sure. That's fair. Uh, I'm really not sure what the lyrics were there, but the guitar line is beautiful, so speaking look out of, for that.
1: <laughs> speaking of tuning out the, in- uh, the vocals, um, so I, uh, I made a discovery the other day. Uh-oh. And that discovery is that the uh the hippies and the Stoners have been right all along uh and I did something that I've never really done surprisingly is so I got really high and I put this record on to listen to to prepare for this episode uh but no headphones or anything. I just put it on like playing out of like the the speaker of my phone and just kind of laid back and listened to it and I swear to you, I heard parts that I'd never heard before in this in these tracks, and there's like there's so many layers and they just came alive to me. And uh, what I'm saying is get high and listen to this record, and you'll probably appreciate it more. <laughs> if that was the thing I did, I would do
0: it. That's fair. <laughs> to, to be, If that was the thing I did, I probably would have done it 30 seconds in and been like, Shh, I, I need something to take the edge off this but one. <laughs>
2: <that's>
0: <laughs> I'm sad, but not surprised. Yeah. I mean...
1: Every now and then, you know, we we can't both like every record out there. It's true. It's true. And this this era, of Chris Simpson. Well, I guess really any era of Chris Simpson, uh, depending on your taste, like his vocals can be a little bit much. Uh, but this era in particular, um, yeah, I I don't blame you whatsoever for that take. I I, I understand it completely. I I feel bad, but
0: <laughs> don't you know? Gotta gotta call him like I see him or you hear do. him. I guess.
1: You do have to call them like you see and or hear them. You know, it is a sad boy song, and that's fine. There's plenty of those out there. Um, but Sad the, boys or sad boy songs? Both. Accurate. Uh, I'll take a moment and note that we're not really going to discuss track five really much at all. Um, oh, as, thank
0: fuck for that.
1: As much as I love this record, <laughs> that track has always just been kind of a blasé ending to me, and uh, I honestly... I will either skip it and go listen to something else or go right back to Alolan Traffic and start over uh, unless I'm literally just not paying attention.
0: Do you want to hear the note I wrote for it, though? Please. This song is a fucking mess. (laughs) Is what I wrote.
1: (laughs) It's just like this weird, steady, like, one-note organ line and these, like... Someone set up a microphone in, like, a church sanctuary, but at the far end, away from the person singing, and just said, sing in normal tone, like, not loudly or anything, and, like, print it. We're done. And then it just kind of dissolves into noisy mess at the end. It's really... so. Here's he said the... we weren't going to talk
0: about it, but here we are talking about You're it. you
1: right. You know what? We talked about Fuck it.
0: Fuck it. Fuck it. We're talking about it. You
1: watched What's it. What's it called? You can't unwatch it. Uh, it's called "A Bye," which again I have also always hated the the name of the track. Um, so here's the other thing to remember about this record: is that uh, Simpson talks in, in that interview that I found about how um, they had done the uh, the you know the original self titled EP, and they had gone through some lineup changes, and they solidified this particular lineup, and were getting ready to write the full length. Uh, start here which has some elements of what influenced this, but very much stands apart as its own unique thing. Uh, And the way he puts it, like, this EP was basically, like, cleanup of, like, the old tracks, stuff that they wanted to get together and release um, that was, like, kind of held over from the first EP and from their early writing sessions. And so... I feel like even he wouldn't hold this up as like their greatest work, which is funny to me because of this stuff, this is still my favorite. And like, I'm, I'm struggling to reconcile knowing that these were like the throwaway tracks with how much I love them, (laughs) but I can totally see it in a buy, which didn't belong on the record at all. And
0: on that note, that's our, that's the end of our segment of talking about the song. We're not going to talk about,
1: you know, I didn't plan on it, but we did it. It's been done. We're here. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, Chris's um, acoustic sessions um, kind of are what inspired the re-release of this record, and specifically when he started with uh, doing an acoustic rendition of Miserere, uh, which I looked up because uh, I've never understood how to pronounce that, and apparently it's a Latin word that uh, is an imperative for have mercy or have pity. Uh, so that's kind of neat. Um but he's, he started with that and then started doing other Gloria record tracks and started to think about like, wow, it's been 20 years, we can, we can re-release that. So that's kind of neat. Um, but I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on this track or if by this point you had uh, uh, essentially just given up.
0: Well, uh, I have one note on this song as well. And I, I'll say the, notes, the note that I wrote in and of itself is neither good nor bad. It's just kind of a thing. I would say that given our musical taste, it's a good thing, but I can't definitely point to it and say, like, this is a positive thing for everybody. Okay. Uh, but I, you'll see what I mean in a second. Uh, the, the musical interlude
1: in this track has some very serious Jimmy Eat World vibes. Yes. And, like, they very much came up in, like, very similar scenes, like the early Jimmy Eat World stuff and Mineral, where, like, they were releasing records at the same time. Mineral broke up. Uh, just before Clarity came out, and then the Gloria record picked up like right after uh, or right around the same time. So there would definitely have been some shared influence, and uh, I absolutely hear what you're talking about. Um, the song has always been really interesting to me because I feel like it should have been the end of the record. Uh, we, you know, we just got through talking about absolutely the track that we weren't going to talk about uh, that was the end of the record and how it really shouldn't have been there to begin with. This song is just a huge, epic ending song. And in my mind, the the record is always over when this track ends, and I'm always disappointed that it's not. (laughs) Uh, And it's it's really interesting because some of these tracks really are, like, pensive and uh, maybe, like, somewhat sad or introspective or whatnot. This song has a really odd kind of hopefulness and positivity in a weird way. Uh, and I say that basically in that, like, I mean, the, the opening line, a disconcerting way to wake, to find everything in place. The world goes on without my faith in anything. Like, it's just, the world's there. And whatever we do, whatever we don't do, it's still happening. Uh, so we may as well participate um it's kind of what i take away from it Uh, but i also always really appreciated uh the the ending of it Uh, and when you go to sleep at night don't you ever feel the weight of all the things that make you happy that float around you and pull you down and don't you ever want to stand up on the waves and run and like underneath as he's like this is another one where he's really drawing out those words uh but underneath it is this like huge soaring guitar part that is like kind of cycling over to these really high high crescendos and then like down below again and it feels like waves. I mean, it's literally waves because that's how sound wake works. Uh, but it feels like waves, and it's kind of washing over you as he's singing it. And you know, when he says, don't you ever want to stand up on the waves and run? I'm like, yes, I want to run right now. And then I realize, like, no, I'm, I'm tired. I don't. I don't want to run at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, so... Well, I won't uh, post a link directly to it. I definitely encourage checking out the acoustic version that he does of this too, because it's, it's really interesting. And like, he talks a little bit about in interviews uh, about how weird it is to go back and revisit this style, where everything vocally for him was just like on all cylinders at all times, just like loud and long and you know high notes and whatever. And he doesn't really do that anymore. And like, what a weird thing it was to revisit that. I am still, after 20 years, absolutely in love with this record um, and with this band and am pretty much willing to listen to anything that Chris Simpson has involvement in. Um, it, if you don't, if you're not, it's not your jam, like it wasn't for you, specifically you, Kitsy. Um, you yeah, know, I get it. I do. But if it is your jam, the 20th anniversary re-release is available now. From Big Scary Monsters, uh, <laughs> and you can also go and check out that old crank site, which is funny.
0: <laughs> All of those things will, of course, be linked in the show notes. Yes,
1: yes. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like that's a good good place to to end it. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We talked. We got through th- it. We talked about this record. I'm really happy we did. I'm sad you didn't like it, but that's life. Yeah. Once we're done I mean, recording I, this episode, I'm going to go sit and listen to this record and be sad again. That's all. That's fine. <laughs>
0: but, we, but, but we do have another episode to record after this, so maybe we should do that first. Fine. If if you're up for doing too.
1: Fine. No, it's, it's okay.
0: cool. Okay, good. Because I'm really stoked for the next week. <laughs> uh, well, Caleb, before we uh, before we head out for the the uh, the week the weekend because it's Friday. Well. It's Saturday for us. It's Friday when this comes out. I don't know when you're listening to this. It could be literally any day of the week. That's how podcasts work. That is how podcasts work. Uh, so, yeah, hello from the past. Uh, but, Caleb, before we, we wrap up this week, uh, since we didn't get to do this last week, people may have completely forgotten by now. Where can we find you?
1: Oh, well, if you're interested in uh, hearing me, uh, reading me, I guess, write about this stuff as well as hearing me talk about it, Uh, You can find me over on Twitter at Caleb Micah. And if you want to see me uh, posting photos of me taking notes and preparing to talk about this stuff, you can find me on Instagram at Caleb Micah. Uh, and of course, yeah, if you're at all interested in what you hear uh, from us today, you can uh, give us a subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, and uh, check us out at nightshiftradio.com/shows uh, for all our other Nightshift Radio podcasts. If you uh, if you dig what we do, throw us a subscribe at any one of those to help support us. Uh, but Kitsy, where else uh, where can they find you?
0: Well, they can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Hey. Hey Kitsy. Hey, Caleb. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, I also, um, I don't know, Caleb, if you know this, but uh, I have another podcast that I do. Oh, really? Tell me about o- it. On the Night Shift Radio Network, actually. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called Second Edition One, and it is a Battlestar Galactica fan cast that what? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I do it every week with uh, my friend Andrea and uh, also with you, Caleb. You're on the podcast as well. I don't know if you knew that. But, oh,
1: uh, f- fuck. I should get on that. Yeah, you should probably <laughs>
0: catch it. Yeah. I should yeah. listen to that. You should really look into that because you have been on it every week uh, <laughs> since it started. So I'm surprised. It's, it's kind of bizarre that you haven't heard of it. Um, <laughs> listen, yeah, I, I, I can't be everywhere, you know. Yeah, well, you, you got a lot. Of, you got a lot of podcast work going on, so <laughs> it's it's hard to keep track of it all. You know, I can I can totally see how like you've got so many podcasts going on that you just completely forgot about one that you do every week. Like, I I totally get that. Um. But yeah, if you, uh, the listener, are a fan of Battlestar Galactica, or if you're not and you just like us, because you know it's basically this podcast, but with Battlestar Galactica instead of music, uh, <laughs> check us out at uh, setcondition1throughoutthepodcast.com, or since that's really hard to type out, you can go to nightshiftradio.com and find a link there. Uh, that's a lot easier way to do it. Uh, you can also find our podcast, of course, at leftofthedial.fm, where you can listen to this episode as well as every episode we've ever released. Uh and possibly one we haven't. Maybe. I don't know. Is that possible? It might it's possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you figure out how that works. Uh <laughs> show <laughs> notes of course are, are there. You can get links to everything we've talked about in this episode and previous episodes, and even some links to things we didn't talk about. You can also find us, of course, on social media at left of the dial PC. Uh, on both Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I know that's three things, and I said both. I'm not redoing it. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> the PC does still, as it always has and always will, stand for podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't want to hear another word about it. Not from you, not from Ted Leo, not from anybody. It's done. I'm just done. I'm done. Done. So uh, we're going to hear Miserere. Did I say that right? Sure okay as far as <laughs> as far as we know uh it's miserere we're gonna listen to that uh and we're going to uh you know call it a week and we'll be back next week so uh this is not how i usually end the podcast i'm doing it wrong uh this has been left of the dial i have been kitsy caleb has been koi thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week
2: we did it a